The guests today have competed with six songs for four countries during nine years in Eurovision. The first one in 2003 for Croatia and the last time 2012 for Portugal. He is the composer of the songs, but we have also seen him on the stage, dancing and backup singing. How did that happen? And much more I hope to reveal today when I have invited Andrei Babic from Croatia. everyone especially to you and i want to thank you for inviting me in your radio show you have competed in national pre-selections in eight countries in croatia serbia bosnia herzegovina slovenia belarus portugal georgia and switzerland wow you know everything you're better than when you said eight countries i was starting to count i forgot it was this online pre-selection in Switzerland with, with the song in French, yes, I remember. Have you tried your luck in other countries also? We did try. Carlos and I did try in uh, uh, Ireland. Yeah. We tried it probably the year before we went to Georgia. It was with a famous opera singer and she was the first reserve song. They chose six songs. We were seventh. So I'm very sad because the song was actually very nice. Carlos made very nice lyrics in a, somehow in a Sarah Brightman's way, something like this. Very one ballad with the orchestra. Very, very nice for me. What happened to that song? The melody was transferred to Slovenia and uh, it was sung by Mansa. <laughs> means here is my phone. I wrote the melody for the song which is uh, telling about her love to to Slovenia but uh, but uh, the lyrics were made by very famous poet. When did you submit your first song to a pre-selection? Do you remember that? Yes, it was in creation pre-selection Dora in uh, 1907. It was the song Nemamo to pravo. I was singing about um, Greta is, is, is telling to the world Nemamo to pravo means uh, we don't have the right. And it was actually about uh, the saving the earth. We haven't been given right to, to ruin this planet. We were just borrowed uh, to, to have it for as long as we are alive. And later we have to give it back in the same shape as we were been given to.
and we wanted to to make an impact in that Dora, but on that period it wasn't probably very noticed in Croatia because Croatia was more into the Schlager songs, more into the ballads, something we were combining ethnic sound with the modern pop, which was not accepted at the moment. This was your first attempt to the national pre-selection. You got a 17th place, yeah. but you were back in 99 again. <laughs> you know, we, uh, I was learning from my, let's we won't call them mistakes but but i learned what people want to hear because in that period especially in 90s croatian television paid much attention to what audience has to say later in the 2000s and later they somehow wanted to pull some songs through the juries if you know what i mean but many songs were came there just because the juries want them there audience didn't want them and in the 90s as i remember the heads of croatian television wanted dora and croatian pre-selections to be very popular and that's why they wanted uh, popular singers there like doris like daniela and stuff so that's why i was coming back in uh, 1999 with uh, a teenage group teens They uh, were in the beginning of their career and they become very popular very soon, in the, especially with the teens and the young people. We started with the song Miris Ljubavi and we didn't finish that good because a host said something like, if they win, they can't go because they are too young, something like this. So people pro probably didn't even vote for us. <laughs> came back in the 2000 when uh, the televoting was introduced for the first time and uh, it was not 50% like today. It was only one of 20 juries. We had 20 juries from 20 uh, cities in Croatia. And as I remember, we have been given 12 by televoting. If it would be like today, we would probably stay in the game for the victory but this way we finished i believe it was fourth place first one was uh, was uh, goran karan with kazaspo angeli the second was uh, vanna kaurieka One was Giuliano, Serna Ivuk. Teens with the song Haider Etzishto. We did 
didn't know with them what to do anymore. Are we going to keep them together and call them teens? Because some of them were already close to 18. So we decided to split them in the few directions. Uh, when their manager told me, I plan to start with Claudia alone. She's not part of them anymore. Do you want to work with the guys in the future or do you want to try with Claudia? And I said right away, I'm starting with her from the beginning. She didn't have her own songs. All songs in the group teens were sung by uh, Daniel, who is a male singer. So we had to start from the start. We didn't know which direction should we choose. She was only 15 in 2002. And we started with the pop dance songs, which were popular in Croatia. I believe her first song was uh, Led. In, in Croatia and it was uh, we, she had uh, practically some sort of uh, one year of practicing how it is to be alone on the stage with no more guys around her and no one expected anything to happen because she was just one young girl and no one expected her to be very attractive to the audience to vote. And uh, what's very flattering to me is that that was the year Christian television changed the rules from year to year. That was the year when they decided that they want audience to have the final word. So it was 100% televoting. And I believe it was five regions. And we won, we, we got uh, 12 from all of them. And uh, for me as a composer, probably the, the song which made me earn the biggest amount of the money, it was really, really big hit in Croatia at the moment and uh, countries around us, Slovenia, Bosnia and Serbia. Uh, somehow I believe that in that period, Doran songs from pre-selections were very popular in the radios and in the, in the people. Uh, now... I'm not sure that not even 15% people can repeat the chorus of, let's say, Damir Kejo's song. There is no radio stations that play Eurovision songs anymore, which is very sad. And uh, we still think the Eurovision finished somewhere around when we had Maria Magdalena. Maria Magdalena. And all songs after, let's say, 2005, 7, 8, no one knows it, what happened later. So we still hope 
someone on Croatian television will start all over again and make Dora one of the most famous events in Croatia. And because stars don't even want to come back on Dora, they think it's some sort of talent show because lots of uh, newcomers trying their luck on Dora and uh, no one respects the work all the artists have been doing for the years. For example, I'm very close to Doris. If you ask her if she would come back ever again, she said never, never again. She's really, uh, she really thinks it belongs now to the young people. When you won with Vice Nisam Tvoja, you got to take it to Latvia. What do you remember from the week in Latvia with Claudia Beni? It was some sort of uh, school trip. Because we were learning in the process. We didn't know what to expect, what to do, what to prepare. We didn't have anyone to guide us. Uh, Croatian television had some sort of changing the, the head of delegation. First, it was the lady who made Dora. It was Ksenia Urlicic. He was She was um, head of delegation for several years when Croatia had the biggest successes. And uh, then they had some sort of uh, changing the other. So I don't know what to say, except that we had nice time there. And about our performance, of course, we could do something better. But if I uh, take a look from the perspective what we had, I believe we did all we could. Claudia was singing very good. Actually, she was only 16. I don't see what could be changed now because... We had the choreography that was very specific. All the kids in Croatia started to dance like we did. And uh, yes, it was some sort of style like Britney Spears because Claudia was like a Britney Spears. She was a pop princess. So I don't see what could be changed then. But were you disappointed over the 15th place? I was disappointed when I saw the scoreboard of the bets. And we were last one, actually last one. And I was disappointed back then, but now uh, I was too young. It was very, very emotional for me seeing that we were last, thinking that we are bad. But voting, I later realized that voting is not always the, the measure of quality. So today I'm not disappointed. Maybe, maybe it would be good if for Claudia, if she made some bigger success. This was in 2003 and you haven't competed in Dora since then. But I know you have sent songs to Dora that didn't got through. How uh, come? Can you can you believe that? <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't told uh, anyone in public back then because you always think if you if I say they didn't accept me anymore, you would be seen by, by Croatian television like uh, people who argue with them. So I decided to keep quiet, but never again. Let's repeat it once again. Never again. They accepted my song in the pre-selection. Never again. I sent them, I'm not sure how many, but in this 17 years, I was only as a backing singer, never as a composer. Maybe my songs are not for Croatian market anymore. For Croatian, maybe people from Croatian television think my songs are better for the countries 
abroad, I don't know, in Slovenia, in Bosnia, in Portugal. When we talk about those songs, I'm sure that I sent them a song which was called Žena Mornara, and it was later become Signora Domar. Carlos heard it, he said it was a song for Portugal. But the song was offered to some of Croatian popular performers and uh, the song wasn't accepted. So when I said it to the press, when I won in Lisbon, people from Croatia called me from Croatian newspaper and said, did you really won last night? And I said, yes. And they asked, me, uh, why didn't you give that song to Croatia? And I said, um, can you believe the song wasn't accepted by many of Croatian uh, artists? And uh, when they told to the manager of um, the director of the festival, he started to argue with me on the, in the newspaper. Uh, so that's why I realized that maybe it's better to keep quiet because I still have to work in Croatia. They didn't want Signora Damar. There is, hopefully for me, there were people who wanted, who wanted it. Not just that, they, before they won on Eurovision, they had one show in Portugal called Cansao Mollar, something like this. It was some sort of television show when they chose which song from the Eurovision was the best for them. And the people were voting and the Senora Domar. Uh, was voted as the uh, best song representing Portugal ever. Of course, now it would be probably the winning song uh, for them. But I'm very glad that Senora Domar even probably stay in the, in the top. So I'm not um, sad that it didn't go to some Croatian artist. Maybe this was better way for the song. But wasn't any Croatian artist that recorded the song? Not a single one. Uh, it was only uh, the, when Carlos heard the demo, it was sung by my colleague Martina, who sang uh, the, the Love Symphony for Slovenia. But 2003 was the last time from Dora, but you also sent the song Metuli uh, in Croatian to uh, Dora, right? Yes, look, I'm having a hit in Croatia. It was a real hit. And uh, uh, even if we didn't uh, came with a good placing, we came back to, to Croatia and still it was a hit. The song was a hit. So I thought maybe Croatian television will respect my vision of what should be on Dora next year. And I decided to connect the ethnic sound with the modern, modern um, arrangements, something like this, some sort of crossover. And then it was, uh, they said, only Croatian citizens can do it. And I am Croatian citizen and I'm sending a song. And yes, I'm deciding that the song should be sung by a Slovenian star, Nusha Derenda. And the song wasn't accepted. The song was called Poput Leptira, which means like a butterfly. 
And when I saw that I can't pull through with Croatian television, I decided to try my luck outside of Croatia. And that was the, the moment when I uh, started to go around Europe. 2004 was lost for me, but to, in 2005, I was working on two directions already. And one was uh, in Bosnia. It was with the group uh, Feminem. And the other one was on, in Slovenia. I tried with Sasha Lendero with the same song that was um, sung by Nusha. But since Nusha uh, has a contract in Slovenia with uh, Matiaz Vlasic, she uh, could only accept something in Croatia like like she did. But when she came back to Slovenia, she was singing songs of Matiaz and Ursha. And she had a song for the Emma 2005 uh, already chosen. She was singing Noa Noa. Uh, and I decided my song Metul should be sung by uh, Sasha Landero. And imagine Slovenians allow foreign composer to take part in their uh, pre-selection. So I was very happy to see that someone wants me when Croatian television didn't want me. different than it was sung by Nusha. It was maybe a rude and Nusha didn't like my comment to the newspaper in Slovenia because I say um, maybe Sasha is really a, a butterfly and Nusha has that powerful voice that she's probably uh, some sort of powerful bird. She's not um, a, a butterfly but it, it it looked like I said she's, I don't know, a uh, dinosaur or something. No, I wanted to say that Nusha has a very powerful voice and I um, respect her very, very much. I'm sad that our collaboration didn't work out back then. And you mentioned here before Feminem with the song Sovi. Sovi. Later translated to call me. Call me, yes. Was that sent to Dora too? Yes, it was. It was. But- Yes, but it who, was... Who song. sang it then? I wanted to make make a band, something like um, ABBA or like uh, Friends for, from Sweden 2000, something where we have two girls singing and two boys singing, like uh, maybe like a Steps in UK, something like this, vocal group, and it would be us, the backing vocals, who was who were with, with the Claudia singers, but uh, since we were unknown, no one uh, wanted us on Croatian television, and the song stayed out. So I was called by Bosnian television to see what, if I accept, the song would be sung by Feminine, because they allowed us to send just songs 
not the final performers. If I have it, it would be okay. But I wrote, I don't have final performer, but this is the song I, I'm sending to the contest. And they call me and they say, we think the song is good enough. And uh, we have uh, our group feminine. And do you think they could sing it? And all of them... Um, came from the from Herzegovina and the third one Neda came from very close to Herzegovina but actually she didn't have the citizenship but they still allowed her to take part in the in the group feminine you you, you told here before that you you want to create a new steps or a new abba like friends in Sweden did you wrote more songs to this project Yes, I was, as, as I think. It was all in the same genre. It was on the Swedish genre, or let's say most of Swedish songs back then had this special uh, vocal sound. They have a, uh, something like we had in 80s in Croatia with the song Novi Fossilia, some of the with Goop and, and stuff like this. It was, it was some sort of link, uh, Sweden and Croatia. We, we were trying to record, I believe, Two of three songs. The one was Zovi. The other one was um, the song I gave it to one artist in Montenegro. She sung it on one festival. I believe it was called Boom Boom. Do you still have that song Boom Boom with Alexandra? I, you know that it was Alexandra. Yes, uh, the the I probably have it somewhere in the computer. <laughs> In 2006, you wrote the song Mandoline to Sasha Lendero, and this one is a real smash banger all over the Europe. Everyone loves this song. It still hurts. <laughs> When you said, before you started to record, when you said, if you don't want to talk about it because of the re several several reasons, uh, you just say don't. I I would rather not talk about that because it still hurts. I, of course, we will talk about it. I started to write for her and she's very much rising at the moment. So she's probably one of the, of the most famous people in Slovenia at the moment and uh, she said I'm not going back in the, in the Emma and I said really and she said no no my tool was just enough I don't want that um, level of stress anymore and I said okay I will send you three songs one was ballad one was um, uh, I can't remember but it was more like Metul and uh, I sent her and I told her, I will send you something unusual. I will connect some sort of beat with the sound of ethnic instrument mandolin. <laughs> Now 
she called me back in uh, 15 minutes and she said you're crazy you're crazy totally crazy i have to go now because it was so good she saw herself in it and it was just a perfect combination i don't know how to explain what was happening there we heard lots of rumors but i still can't figure out why the jury didn't give her one point it was some sort of not agreement they said anyone but her that's how we heard it that was the direction that the jury got from the top of slovenian television at the moment i don't know why what was so wrong with her with us with the song with the staging we paid so many attention to it uh, not to mention the money it was invested in the big mandolin on the stage when we came to Sasha's house after the Emma, no one said anything. It was some sort of atmosphere like like someone died. It was very hard for us. And uh, we went home. No one was speaking a word from Ljubljana to Rijeka, to our uh, hometown in Croatia. And uh, it was a hard year. I told Sasha, let's not stop. They, they stopped us, but we could go further. And she said, I'm not coming back. And I didn't want to stop. And I'm saying, okay, you said the jury gave her zero points because it was the bad song. It was the cheap song for them. So I said, okay, I will give you something what you think it's expensive. And I didn't know they're going to change the voting system. And they put 100% televoting. There wasn't a jury back then. So if I could... Uh, I didn't know what would happen if the jury was there, but when I came with Svetzjuga, with an opera singer, with a song which has a big melody, it's like two octaves of melody. When Alenka won, uh, I was uh, sad because I believed that Sasha should be the winner, not with that song, but generally in Emma. She should maybe try for the for her um, third time, but she didn't want to. She thought maybe it was disappointing uh, the second time, so she said no more Emma. And I went to other direction. We didn't make too much songs after that. We so. The life goes on, you know. But then you, you come second 2005, you come second 2006, you won 2007 with Alenka Gotach, Svetsi Yoga. Then 2008, didn't you wrote a song to Emma that year too? Actually, that's exclusive news. Yes, I uh, people on the in the forums uh, assumed it was me because it sounded like me, but we didn't sign me because I thought maybe people in Slovenia are tired of me and my name and uh, my presence, especially when I'm not a Slovenian. I said to my uh, colleagues including Sasha, because Sasha started her own record label. 
then and she signed some uh, young artists so she said i'm having uh i have some new artists coming and they we could try with them on emma and i said i have one song which could be for you sasha but okay you don't want to go anymore so let's start with that one and it was the song petty element the fifth element sung by iris and uh, she didn't go to the finals but Still, I think it's one of the most intriguing songs that I wrote. Betty by some experienced uh, artist, maybe Sasha. Uh, it could be much bigger success. But um, still, I, want, I like to, to cooperate with young artists to help them. You did uh, one more song to Iris called Kriva. And I believe this was also sent to Emma, right? Yes. her. Uh, I believe that Sasha even wrote the English lyrics, so when he didn't, it wasn't accepted. You mean that it, there's an English version of the song? Yes. I can't tell you right now what was the title, because I don't think I have it, but when it didn't pass to the jury selection, then Sasha decided to translate it or to make a Slovenian version and release it as a single in Slovenia. In 2009, you won again in Slovenia. <laughs> I, I decided to, to work something new. I said, okay, now I'm going back with an even more strange thing because I realized that some Schlager melody is not working anymore. <laughs> television showed very clear that they didn't like my song the mandoline and uh, some other songs so 
we had a very big hits in Slovenia with the runner-ups. If you uh, remember Shane She, sung by Carmen Stavitz, it was probably bigger hit than uh, than Sestre. This other song, Cry Baby on My Shoulder, sung by Natalia Verboten. Yeah. It was also second. Cry baby, cry on my shoulder. There's no need to hide your tears when your heart gets colder. Just cry baby, cry on my shoulder. You can lean on me. jury ignored the public vote. So public voted one thing and they got another. So that's why I came back with the crossover song with not so many lyrics. I decided to to bring back the, the instruments on the stage. That's why I found the quartet called Quartissimo. And um, I told them, hey, I have an idea. And they said, okay, we're going for it. And uh, the rest is history. It was strange. It was something uh, very unusual. If if I could sacrifice one of my songs for the other, that would probably be Love Symphony for the mandolina. If I could make a sacrifice of one for another, but that doesn't mean uh, I don't love the Love Symphony. But it's probably too strange for Eurovision. The year after, in 2010, you competed for the last time in Slovenia with Mancha Speak, uh, the song To Kaisem Doma. And you came fourth. Yes, it was very nice. I, I love the sound of the song. I love the melody. I love the piece. And uh, maybe it was too peaceful for the Slovenian audience. But I love the staging, what we made with her dress. With uh, with uh, Someone told me that we were trying to buy the cheap votes by showing the Slovenian flag. But... It's the song about, right? It's the Tukaj Sandoma, I'm at home. So where is she at home? She's in Slovenia. She's ta- talking about the mountains, about the the special flower from the mountains. So probably one of the best staging for my songs ever in the pre-selections. From 2005 till 2010, you competed every year in Slovenia and you haven't competed since then. How many songs do you think you have sent to Slovenia's uh, Emma? Later, uh, after Mansa, none. None? None? No, 
let me no no one 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 more time it was martina with alive yes yes in The winning song was the the duo. The name I forgot. We were Maria. Right to, yes, Maria. Eh, the song uh, song by Martina was called Alive. It was 2015. That was the last year I was competing there. We go to Portugal. From Balkans, we skip there to to the Portugal's. It's very strange uh, how things happen, but it was all thanks to Carlos Carlos Coelho. He contacted me. He said, "Mandolina is a great song." It started like this. It was in 2006, and we decided you're coming to Croatia now, right? And he said, "Okay." He came in the 2007, right after my coming back from the Helsinki from the with the song Svetzuga, and he was listening to my music. He was listening to all the, my demos, including the song which was called Jena Mornara. And the rest is history. He took it back and he said, "I will make something of this." And um, I can't really say what was the the way how he came to Vanya, but Vanya won this Operación Triunfo. So he said she is the perfect singer for it. She is unknown, but she has a very strong voice. It was very special. I was there in Lisbon, and it was very very emotional for me because uh, in Portugal I was a total stranger. I'm, I'm the Croatian in Lisbon, and. Um, It was very emotional seeing uh, this uh, standing ovations, uh, uh, all these votes coming uh, for Vanya, and it was one of the greatest experience because Carlos made it so professional. Vanya was probably one of the greatest singers I have ever worked with. I listen it sometime from time to time when I feel blue, then I put the Signora de Mar and uh, and I, I enjoy of Vania's perfect voice. Totally agree. I, I think, except Conquistador from 1989, I probably believe Senora Doma is the absolutely best song from Portugal. Fantastic song. It came second in the semi-final, but only ended 13th place. Why do you think so? 
I, I wasn't there. I was watching it at home because I somehow I didn't want to be there. It was too stressful for me. At the moment, I came to Belgrade to see the rehearsals, and then I came back, and I was so nervous at home. I didn't know what would happen, but seeing Zelko Yoksimovic asking the whole arena with the last envelope and and, see, and saying who do you think it is who do you think it is and all <laughs> uh, all arena was shouting the portugal portugal it was very very uh, nice for me and sometimes i go to youtube and see this moment when when he shows and says portugal probably in the semi-final you know the system of voting is different i vote for the song i want to to see in final but when people vote in the final they vote for the winner so probably they didn't see her as a winner but i'm still very very glad that they saw her as one of the 10 songs that go to the finals i'm not uh, sad because maybe it wasn't the, the right time portugal to have the contest maybe they were not ready yet as I remember, they were pretty surprised by Vanya's success because before that, they didn't even have the fi- any final, right? It was the first final for them since the, the semi-final uh, system was, uh, was um, presented. So it, it was okay. 13 places, okay. As long as the song lives even today, how many? 12 years after. Yeah. I wanted to have it on something in Croatia. That's what I wanted, but it finished uh, 13 in Belgrade, but but uh, it lives in people in Portugal, and I'm very glad. Two years later, you were back with a song called Canta Por Mim, and this song didn't go to Eurovision, but all Eurovision fans know this song. Everyone! <laughs> after not two years right two years it wasn't 2008 no no 2000 canta uh, premium is 2010 uh-huh. Uh-huh. carlos said uh, okay let's now try something different we tried first with katarina then we tried with uh, carla Tried it back with 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 Katarina, and finally with Philippa. That's something how it go. You are quite right. Filippa was uh, was before Katarina Pereira. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. But if we uh-huh. go back to Canta Por Mim. Carlos told me about the Katarina. We let's leave the 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 Signora Dumar style and all about that. Let's leave it there. Let's 
try to involve something Portuguese and put it in the Eurovision pop song, something like Greeks are doing some, you no, know, Swedish people are doing something that everyone does, except Portuguese people, because somehow they think it's cheap. It's something, it, it reminded me very much of Slovenians. Uh, what is the pop song and what, why they call it cheap? Uh, I didn't find it uh, all mandolina cheap. It had very, it would be orchestrated by a philharmonic orchestra and conducted by a famous conductor. It would probably very, be very appreciated for the, those people in Slovenian. But when you see, see it on the pop stage with the pop arrangement, with the choreography, some people think it's cheap. Carlos told me, let's try it. I'm not 100% sure it would work because it would be influences of the people. But he said, let's try it. Let's keep the Portuguese guitar and let's keep it in Portuguese. And uh, what can I tell you? It's uh, third time being second. I knew what, what was going on. Carlos was prepared for that because, as I told you, it was very hard trying to pull something that has let's say, enemies that sound, modern sound. Portugal loves emotional ballads. But I'm glad we tried because, and uh, I don't know if she would won, maybe Portugal would be a winner back then. I don't know. probably had some sort of demo in Croatia, but it, when I make, make music, I put them in folders, let's say in folders. One is ballad, the other one is pop, the other one is, I don't know, rock. And I said uh, to Carlos, which, which genre? And he said pop. <laughs> changed probably during the process when he made lyrics and stuff like this but uh, no one sang it before her she was the first one and four years later you gave her a new song called me culpa and yeah. this time second again <laughs> it's the fourth time uh people told us that it was too similar that it was uh well we had a recipe. Why should I change it when everything was perfect? Except that the jury didn't give her points. Only the televoters. <laughs> Me culpa por ter desejo 
decided we're keeping our way. Let's keep her in the same genre. She will dance, she will sing it like the best she knows, and we tried it, but you all know what happened. invest in this televoting machines that vote all night and uh, we didn't have enough money for that so we were second beat by people who had money for voting machines but it didn't work good enough it worked for the runner-up uh, i don't know maybe if uh, Portuguese television sometimes gives her a chance to go internally. Uh, we would consider trying it again. But going back to Festival de Canção, I believe that's the closed deal for me. Because when they announce they don't allow any foreign composer to appear ever again, I don't want to be rude. I was very welcomed by a Portuguese nation and the people. and But that thing from uh, RTP was something like, we don't want someone like him ever again. I came as a friend. I didn't want to take something from other Portuguese composers or authors. I came with uh, my best intentions. So um, it was strange hearing no foreign art composers anymore. So I said, okay. I won't come back. Don't worry. You can, you can open it for the others. I won't be coming back. But you know, Andre, you're a rival. That's the problem. That's why they don't <laughs> want you there. <laughs> well, as I said, I, I didn't. Uh, I, Carlos was always uh, making a concept of everything. When he tried with Carla, with with uh, Filippa, he he made a concept, and he didn't ever ever allow me to do something bad for the portuguese culture for the uh, portuguese lyrics that you know uh, if you go to the school in in portugal and you are in seventh grade you have this book of portuguese language and there is senhora do mar so i don't think which has, which has lyrics something like ooh ooh ah ah oh yeah oh no it would be in the work in the book for portuguese language it wasn't the lyrics it was the poem many of uh, of experts told carlos that it's very very nice lyrics not only the the senhora do mar but the the vida minha as well very written very very gently uh, poetically with no attention of being commercial to sell things yeah and you won in uh, in portugal in 2012 with uh, vida minha by uh, filipa sosa <laughs> You didn't reach the final then. Maybe the song was, it didn't have this attack 
going on the on the first ball, as we say. It was something that that's melancholy. Maybe I was in the phase, in that phase, which which was melancholy, and I don't know what what why was I in that phase. It was in the folder Mediterranean ballad. So uh, when Carlos heard it, he said, "Yes, let's try with this one." Uh, but I believe it was the, the Eurovision was changing. It was not the 2008, and I probably stayed in 2008. Maybe we should changing something like, uh, okay, ethnic sound, but maybe change the arrangement, change the the staging. I don't know. Maybe we should see more how Jelko did it. He also had it ethnic song, but she he. He succeeded in 2004, and he succeeded in 2012. So he knew how to deliver ethnic sound on the Eurovision. Twenty songs you have competed in national preselections. Last time was it 2015 with the song Alive? Yes, I, I believe it, it was. Have you sent songs to preselections around Europe since? Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> no, I, you know, th- this song Alive was not probably, she didn't make a breakthrough like a hit, uh, but it had very big meaning for me. And uh, because I didn't told many people about it for the newspaper, I didn't tell, but it was the song that uh, had one special meaning when we came back from the Ljubljana on the night of, of dress rehearsal with the song Alive, I had, it wasn't a stroke, it was uh, something wrong with my brain. And I was driving in the car with Martina and my colleagues who were singing back vocals, and we didn't even came home, but close to Rijeka, my brain had an attack, and I stopped the car and the uh, ambulance took me, and... I, I don't want to bother too much uh, people, but let's say something strange was in my head and it needed to be taken out because it was dangerous. And I had the surgery one year and a half after. So I'm alive. I, I stayed alive after that song and I will probably write more songs in the future, but I'm just not sure if it would be for Eurovision. Maybe it would be for a musical or for the for some other performer like I did for you know on the Balkans for Severina with the song Hurem. Mira, 
maybe, as I said, six songs, 20 songs in pre-selection, six in the final Eurovision. Maybe it was enough for one life. What do you think? No, I don't think it's enough, but it's very good work. I mean, six songs of 20, it's fantastic. Good score, good score, yes. Yeah, very good score. Uh, I was actually the first one uh, who ever took place with the four flags because uh, right after me, it same happened to Thomas Gerson and for uh, Mr. Ziegel representing four different countries. But but believe me, I was always so dedicated to the project I'm working on. I wasn't doing something for the money or for for the glory. I was doing very, very hard work for the project, for the country that I'm representing, that I have been privileged to represent. So I will forget about this thing like... like um, no foreign composers and stuff like this. I, I, I was very, very privileged to be given uh, this opportunity to represent four different countries in Eurovision. So other composers, you go, now you go, it's your turn now. <laughs> <laughs> you told here before that you had different folders in your computer. You, you, you had a rock folder and a pop folder and a ballad folder. The pop folder is my favorite of your songs. I think, really think you have written fantastic pop songs like Me Culpa, Canta Pumim, Kriva, Sovi. Can you tell me some song that we probably never heard outside Slovenia or Croatia. Mm, let me, let me think. Uh, I will think about it and I will send it to you. for taking the time to talk to me. How long? Two hours? <laughs> yes, very long. How will you put it in 15-20 minutes? I will try to cut this to uh, 40 minutes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good luck with that one. <laughs> well, thank you. And thanks to you, the listener. It's an amazing feeling to reach out to such a wonderful audience. Opinions, questions or suggestions are more than welcome. Use our social media accounts or email me at email at And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Acast or wherever you listen to me babbling on. Vala punno ovoje bilo fantastično. Wow, wow, that's um, really great. Uh, I wish I could say something in Swedish, but I don't know. Sweden is uh, one great, great. 
country, especially in the terms of Eurovision. Sweden is showing a way to all the others. Sweden is in the lead, not with the songs every year, but with the attitude, with organization, with the mission, with the, with the mind, everything. So good luck to all the people around Swedish Eurovision and you'll lead us for a few more years, as long as we live. Thank you so much, Andre, and we keep in touch. Yes, yes, and thank you once again. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye.